Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, this is the Quilt Connection. I'm Alex Anderson with episode number 74. It's raining outside. I absolutely love it. My friend Linda Ballou always had a, a rain day quilt day. It's whenever it rained outside. That was the signal from up above. It was time to start quilting. And I have to tell you something. As you know, this last year and a half has been cuckoo mungo with me running all over the world, literally. And I just have wanted to quilt. And the scary thing when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off is that, frankly, you don't even have time to scrap together one creative thought. And so part of my insides are like going, oh, man, have I lost the magic touch or, you know, am I ever going to be able to quilt again? And and I have to say to you that with the advent of this wonderful rain day and some time to myself, I still have a creative thought in my brain. It's very, very exciting. I've been listening to my music, and I have been preparing applique. My friend Pam McGinnis came over yesterday and did some actual machine sewing as I created more applique, and it has simply been glorious. So um, I am doing applique. It is on machine, a little hand too, and I'm using the starch preparation way of applique, and it's absolutely out of this world. I don't particularly care for raw edge applique. I like the finished edge, and I suppose that's just the old-fashioned quilter in me. I can remember when I started quilting, when I learned applique, I just couldn't wrap my brain around needle turn. Still can't. And so the way I learned how to prepare applique was to take typing paper Okay, that's dating me now, isn't it? Yes, typing paper, cut it to the size and shape you want, and then cut your fabric just about, oh, a little less than a quarter inch larger around the the size of the typing paper, and then baste it to the uh, typing paper so that when you stitch it down, you don't have to worry about turning the edges. Then when you are almost finished with the applique piece, like let's say a leaf, you would undo the basting, take tweezers, and pull out the paper. If it were a more complicated shape, you would applique all the way around and then slice the back underneath side of the quilt top and take out the paper. Of course, this is before you baste it, right? Well, recently at my retreat, I learned from Chris Spray how to do spray starch. What you do is you take two pieces of freezer paper and you bond them together. Not sticky side to sticky side, but like layers, like the bottom piece, sticky side down, dull on top, the next piece, sticky side down, dull on top, and then cut out the shape. Then what you do is you iron it to the wrong side of the fabric, cut once again, less than a quarter inch around the edge, 
and then using a little wand iron and a paintbrush and a stiletto. Well, first what you do is you paintbrush starch around the outside edge of the raw um, quarter inch seam allowance or less. And then using a stiletto and a little iron, you iron everything in place. Then before you go and applique, you pull out that double layered freezer paper. And you can use that freezer paper over and over and over. Oh, probably up to 10 times. When I first learned how to do this from Chris, I have to say it was a little bit clumsy. I didn't quite like how it felt or, you know, I just couldn't quite do it. But now I'm pretty darn good. And if you haven't tried it, I would really suggest you give it a whirl. So that's what I'm doing here on my first official rain day in Livermore, California. I always love it right before Christmas. Once all the shopping's been done and all the gifts have been wrapped, I think perhaps that's the part I care for the least, and everything has been shipped because it's kind of a respite where, once again, I can quilt. So I know a lot of you have been following my antics around the globe, and I've gotten some very kind emails saying, slow down, slow down, slow down. And the fact of the matter is, I'm here to tell you, I'm slowing down and I'm absolutely reveling in the bliss of the whole thing. Now I know, gosh, about 10 episodes back, I probably did one too many on the quilt show, but I would feel remiss if I didn't tell you what is going on so that you can plan properly for next year. First of all, because of your support and because of the support of the industry, we are able to do two sets of shows next year, meaning 26 in all. So the shows will roll out every other week. So we are very, very excited about that. Right now we have 10 in the can, and I believe the first show that's going to come out oh gosh, I'm going to say around the 7th of January, but please don't hold me to it, is with Judith Baker Montano. And it was really great because Ricky was the host of that show. I don't know if you've noticed yet, but we take turns like, you know, playing the lead. And Jude was teaching them how to do silk ribbon embroidery. And frankly, it was hilarious because here's Mr oh, you don't need a ruler, who cares about a quarter inch, doing itty-bitty detail work. It was a riot. So that's the first show that's going to roll out, roll out in 08. And then the next show is with Cindy Needham. Now, Cindy's fairly new um, on the scene. Well, maybe not so much. I should take that back because she's making quite a splash. And, and what she's doing is she takes old linens, and you know we all have them, and shows how to make them into absolutely glorious quilts. In fact, Cindy will be at Road to California this January, so you might want to check out her work and her book. Her stuff is fabulous, and she is such a good teacher. I want to tell you something that's kind of an, uh, you know, shh, don't tell me when I'm telling you this. You know, Ricky obviously is very art, artsy in how he approaches his quilts. And, you know, I mean, not every show are you necessarily going to be enamored with or be exactly what, you know, you think will float your boat. Well, he was riveted by this show. And so it just goes to show um, there's always something new we can learn. And speaking of learning, 
for those of you who have been on site, you know that I've learned to do video editing. And, you know, I have to tell you, last year at exactly this point in time, I mean, probably exactly to the date, I was having to learn PowerPoint. And I was so frustrated. I mean, honestly, friends, it was like learning a whole new language. And I would call Ricky and say, well, how do you do X, Y, Z? And he would tell me as much as he could because, see, he works on an Apple and I work on a PC. And I muddled through it. And in fact, the reason I was having to learn it was Carolyn was having me come down to Rhodes, California to do a um, lecture PowerPoint style. So here I am a year later. I have my own video camera. I've learned to edit. I even went and bought a projector. So now when I'm teaching, um, rather than having 20 people, you know, huddle around me, I can put the little camera and say, in teaching hand applique, show everybody on a gigano screen exactly what I'm doing. So this has been the year of learning, learning, learning for me. And, um, I'm actually very pleased with that because I think sometimes when you reach a certain age, you think, oh, you know, I just can't possibly learn one more thing when in fact you can when there's a purpose and a reason for it. Um, this is actually pretty funny. About a year and a half ago, I uh, was at the vet with my dog, you know, who has sadly passed away and I had to give her, you know, a monthly medicine. I don't even remember what it was. But the doctor pulled out this little gadget and said, well, this gadget, just put it on your desk and it will like ring every month. Just read the instructions on how to do it. And I almost started crying right there at the vet because I thought I can't learn one more thing. Well, the fact is you can learn one more thing. I've learned about 10 new things this year that is totally independent of the quilt show itself. So anyways, what I did in learning was I let it just all hang out there on the site, and I told people that I was learning how to do this. And gratefully, everybody was incredibly patient and gracious about the learning curve of how to video and then edit and then get it up on the site. Well, consequently, the goal, which I did not share in the beginning, was to be able to give online lessons. So there's an area called my classroom, and I'm doing, oh gosh, two to four minute bits on techniques. It's stuff that if I were to come to your local quilt shop, you might pay $75 to take this class from me. And, you know, I consider myself a pretty good B minus quilter, but when it comes to hand quilting, I'm pretty good at it. Um, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but honestly, that's how I came into the field of quilting. And that is probably what I'm best at. So the first set of lessons is on hand quilting. I believe we're up to about lesson 10. We have gone through different kinds of batting and we're working on needles. And then the really cool thing is that there's a place where you can post your questions. And if your opinion differs from mine, you can put that down too. For instance, I talked about when you're hand quilting and you're getting your needles, you use betweens. And I talk about how small they are and how it's difficult to even thread the eye of the needle sometimes. And one of my guests came in and said, yeah, but I've heard if you use straw needles, in fact, that's what Lux and Newman uses, the thimble lady, that that's another way to go. And so it is very much like a classroom where we can all interact and learn from each other. 
I don't know how long the hand quilting lessons will go on, but whether you're a hand quilter or a machine quilter, there is something definitely to be learned. And even with the batting, I mean, gosh, we got into talking about wool, we got into talking about poly, cotton, and all that good stuff. So if you haven't been on the site lately and you are a star member, you definitely want to take advantage of this. I am, I am extremely pleased with the process that the video um, editing has taken me this year. Another thing that we're going to do next year besides a show every other week is offer a block of the month. We met up with a woman named Sue Garman, who does a lot of patterns out of Quakertown quilts in Texas, and she offered to do a block of the month. I recently saw the picture, and I must say, it knocked my socks off. I just gasped when I saw what she has created for the quilt show. I will tell you that a pattern like this probably would run $70 or $80. It is applique, and it is out of this world. So, Sue, I just want to thank you publicly from the bottom of my heart and the quilt show's heart on behalf of my website. Thank you. Not only is it an incredibly spectacular, spectacular quilt, well, I'll tell you what, I'll post a picture of it on my site, alexandersonquilts.com, and of course it will be on the Quilt Show site too, and you can see this incredible piece that Sue created for us. We will probably start rolling out the pattern, oh, I'm going to say mid-January. I'm not going to give a specific date because, well, stuff happens, you know how that is. The other thing is that um, we as you know, with the show, we do segments where we visit quilters in their homes and things like that. One of the things the internet has afforded us is to be able to cover special interest stories, things that were not allowed on network. For instance, um, Mary Fisher's show, which is up on the site in the first season, we could talk about Mary being an ambassador from the United States to Africa on behalf of AIDS. And this would have never flown um, on HDTV. At, I mean, I don't know. They may change their programming again. In the beginning, we could do stuff like that, but then we really couldn't. And as we are moving forward to tape more shows, we are looking for special interest quilt stories. And what I would like specifically is to know if you know of anything going on in the San Francisco Bay Area or Central California and the Chicago area because we have the ability to snap up those pieces immediately. So I am just calling out for your expertise, your knowledge, because so many times, sometimes these people are the quiet, hidden angels that, you know, they don't know how to toot their own horn because they're too busy being philanthropic. And there's really something quite precious and wonderful about that. Last but not least, as you know, we had a Win Alex and Ricky contest, and yes, we're going to be going up to upstate New York, to Aurora, New York, to the Guild, and the Bernina store in Aurora that Barbara owns. We are very, very excited, and we look forward to doing that. That will be, I believe, sometime in October. We will definitely keep you posted. So that is everything that's going on um, in my life right now. 
things are moving forward in a very positive way. And I'm sewing, and it's very, very quiet in here. The lights are on. I have a candle lit, and I'm listening to my music. I listen to all genres, you know. And I'm thinking of you and thought this would be the perfect time to wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and also a belated happy Hanukkah. Until we meet and we do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.